Trends and Tensions, presented by BHDP, where we discuss trends in architectural and interior design, and the competing priorities or tensions that arise from integrating new ideas into existing organizations, enterprises, and institutions. We are joined by Paul Barbeau, who is the Senior Global Director of Corporate Facilities for Dow, to gain Paul's insights and perspectives on the second BHDP Trends and Tensions Virtual Roundtable, Resilient Workplace, looking at the impact of COVID-19 on the future of work. I am your host, Brian Trainer, a workplace strategist for BHDP, and I'll let our guest introduce himself further. Sure, thanks, Brian. My name is Paul Barbeau. I'm in Midland, Michigan, which is the corporate headquarters for Dow, and I am the Senior Global Director for Corporate Facilities, which covers Dow global assets in office space and R&D labs, about 8 million square feet of space that houses between 15 and 16,000 Dow employees and have end-to-end responsibility for that portfolio of space from our workplace strategy and, and portfolio strategies related to real estate, all of the projects and investment in that space, as well as the day-to-day facility operations. Only 8 million square feet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rough, roughly. A lot of idle square feet at the moment. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Paul, thank you for your time joining us here today. I know there's a lot of pressure on people's times, especially nowadays, as we're trying to come up with solutions. But you also took the time to participate in our Resilient Workplace Roundtable. So what I wanted to do is ask you, what were your expectations coming into the roundtable? You know, I've participated in a handful of similar events, either directly organized by kind of peer networking groups or by different service providers. I haven't been able to participate in all that I've been invited to just because there seems to be a quite a few of those events over the past few months, but I have participated in some. And to be honest, from some of my other experiences, my expectations were maybe to have a bit more of a sales pitch from BHDP as the host. And I was pleasantly surprised. It was different than my other experiences because there wasn't as much of that. It was really about just convening people for a conversation, people who are facing the same or very similar challenges and really kind of teeing up some conversation and then stepping aside and let the conversation unfold, which I thought was terrific. Uh, I sent a note to Dominic after the event that it really stood out as a bright spot in some of those similar calls and sessions that I've been on over the past six weeks or so. Yeah, Paul, it's nice to hear you say that because as designers, sometimes the phrase looked good on paper happens a lot. So it's nice to know that the intent was the outcome. I was going to say also, I think the use of the tools, I mean, and the tools are just going to get better and better, but, you know, how you had the breakout rooms in Zoom, which is a great feature and it allowed for that different kind of conversation because I think the other sessions like that I had been on didn't really get to those smaller groups that maybe get conversation going in different ways. You would say that an industry conference or a networking event, you know, that that's something that's hard to not have people gather in person. But I think we're even starting to prove that those things can be effective with different technology too. Very true. And it is fascinating how we're accelerating the state of the art just by the customer needs, because there's other platforms that are starting to step up and copy that functionality to allow more engagements like this. Right. And and also, I mean, because there's two pieces of this. There's an operational piece about how we slowly reenter our physical spaces. And that one is important and it's on people's minds and, and there's lots to do in that regard. 
but I wasn't ready to have another hour long conversation about, you know, where to place hand sanitizer stations and how many <laughs> of them or, you yeah. know, things like that. And I thought the round tables were much more strategic, uh, really kind of got to the core of, of what leaders are thinking about both short term, medium term, and, and even longer term. So I, I appreciated that too. There were two sessions that we broke out of. There was a speaker, and then there was a breakout, and then another speaker and another breakout. What two sessions do you remember the topics that you chose? One was the cultural cafe notion about kind of a future workplace looking and functioning, you know, very different than what the traditional office workspace has functioned as. And that one was great because I think this whole experience makes people ask why do we gather? Why do we have physical space if we've proven that we can keep an organization running, be somewhat productive in a dispersed remote setup? Then why do we have space? And, and some organizations have already answered that question saying we don't need it and we're not going to have it. You know, I think at Dow, we think that physical space is important. We think it's important long term to our ability to collaborate, to strengthening our culture, to growth and development of individual Dow team members. So, so we think the physical space is important. The purpose it serves might look a little different than what we assumed pre-pandemic. So that, that one to me was, was really, really valuable. So that listening to colleagues and peers and what their plans were moving forward, did that change your perspective or solidify it more? Like, did you have any preconceived notions going in as to here's what our approach is going to be? And how was that refined by the session, if at all? Dow has not taken a long-term position yet on this. We're still kind of in tactical response mode rather than long-term kind of strategic planning and thinking about the workplace and, and our workplace strategy updates and, and what that means for our portfolio of space. But I, I had some of my own thoughts, and I think they were mostly validated. I think the people's expectations of the workforce moving forward I think will be that they have flexibility and choice on where they work and even to a degree when they work and, you know, to be competitive and to be an attractive employer and those kind of things. I think organizations will have to think about that. Again, it's different based on roles and it's different based on the culture of an organization and everything else. But I think some fresh look at choice and flexibility will be important. If that's important, but we also think it's important that people gather with some regular frequency, then what is a physical space look like where people can do work and be productive, but also gather as teams, gather to celebrate, gather to think through hard challenges, gather to network, and how do you make that workplace destination a magnet for people when they have flexibility and choice to stay home or to work from some other location, but they also see that spending time in that physical space is really valuable and makes them you know, better in their role and make more valuable contributions to the organization. Again, I think those are kind of the, the things that people are wrestling with. I don't want to represent Dow as taking any real long-term position on this yet, but I think those are the kind of questions that, that I found the discussion centered around, and I think those are the right questions. Yeah, it's about having the right questions. So did you have any big aha moments during the roundtable? Were there anything maybe you heard another participant say, things that might have surprised you? Did you have some key takeaways for us? I think one of mine was the idea of trying to find ways to experiment, make small bets, have some user group or leadership within your organization who might be game for some experimentation with some of these space strategies or workplace strategies. 
and then see what you learn and how do you adjust and maybe how that grows or, or morphs into a larger kind of organization-wide approach. Because I think the bets are too big to make big bets or the consequences are, are too big. When I see some companies, you know, changing their workplace strategy all at once in one moment right now in the middle of a crisis, you know, that's not our approach. We think the physical environment is important. It will be important long-term. This is working well right now, but what about when leaders change? What about when t- members of a team change or you have a new member of a team? It might be harder to have that sense of connectivity to your peers. So I think the idea of making small bets, trying to experiment, you know, can we take a group and have them work in a different way or, or have their workplace strategy, pilot a new workplace strategy for a while and see what learnings there are and then see how that applies. That was a great takeaway, and I can't remember the woman who, who referenced that. She talked about always having a few people she could go to within the organization who were up for an experiment, knowing that there may be some unintended negative consequences, but they would be a subject for an experiment. And I think that's great. I think that's really important because changing a whole portfolio or redesigning you know, millions of square feet based on what we think the future might look like is not a welcome prospect for us. Right. Looking for some innovation champions, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and we're going to have to, to be honest. I mean, as, as we plan our return to workplace, for office environments anyway, we have we have a handful, not all of them, but a handful where the office floor layout does not provide six feet of distance from each other. And we're taking the approach that as we come back, we, we want to come back with six feet of distance. Right. Know, at least for the next period of time. We're still learning just like everybody else. So that's going to require some level of experimentation. You know, So let's use that as a way to learn about what future workplace strategies could look like. Sure. Ariel, our producer, just told me that it was Sarah Nomalini from LPL. Yep. There you go. Yep. So thank you, Sarah, for that. One of the phrases I heard this morning in a different conversation were there are multiple possibilities at this point of many possible futures, because right now we can't even rely on what we used to know about workplace. It could all change completely, but which direction that goes is uncertain. So I like that concept of making small bets. Let's experiment a little and see how it goes. And then when you're talking about 8 million square feet, that's a lot of change if you would decide to do that all at once. And it's a big wager. I I see what you're saying there. And there's lots of, for us, there's lots of cultural differences around the world. So the workplace strategy could look different in North America than it does in Latin America or mm-hmm. uh, or any other region, even even country by country. So I think being open to what those possibilities are. But again, I think in general, people will look for some increased level of choice and flexibility. Now, that might be modest increases that have modest impacts on our portfolio, or it might be major changes. But I think it's going to be a question employers have to answer is say, if you know, I used to have to come to the office, come to the workplace, because all of the tools that I needed were there. I didn't have the power to do my job unless I showed up at this site. And we've clearly, for a lot of jobs, we've proven that's not the case. So now, okay, what's the reason I have to be here now? And in Midland, Michigan, it's not that big a burden because it's a smaller community. There's no traffic. You know, most of our workforce probably lives within 15 minutes of, of their work site. <laughs> so it's not that big a question. But if we're in Houston, Texas, or oh, yeah. Sao Paulo, Brazil, where commutes are long and, and sometimes expensive and take time out of people's life, multiple hours every day, that could be either for work productivity or for their own personal needs, then it becomes a tougher question. 
Yeah, absolutely. You'd mentioned culture before, and I know you were in the cultural cafe session, as you said. Since Dow is a global company, has this pandemic had like a greater impact on any specific culture? Are there any groups that seem to be struggling more with it than others that you've noticed, or is it too soon to say? No, I think maybe Asia Pacific managed better than the rest of the world, only because they've maybe had similar outbreaks that they've managed in the not-too-distant past, where this is, I would say, new territory for North America and Europe and Latin America. Maybe I'd make that observation, but I don't know if I'd say anything beyond that. One thing, too, I think it's interesting to see how working in this dispersed way has, at least for a short amount of time or relatively short amount of time, has had some positive impacts on our culture. I think, you know, our communication from leaders to the rest of the organization has increased, which I think has been good. I think, you know, empathy from leaders and kind of flexibility and understanding all the personal challenges that people are dealing with at this time has certainly been on display and really, really good. I think our leaders have been kind of humanized in a way because when we're on calls with leaders, we're, you know, we have a window into their homes and you see whatever distractions and challenges they're dealing with potentially with pets running around in the background or their kids (laughs) interrupting a call or whatever it might be. All, All the things that we're living are kind of more at the forefront. And I think it's given everybody a bit more of an empathetic view, which I would hope, and I don't think this is just a Dow issue because I've heard other people mention similar comments, but I would hope that kind of continues post pandemic. That's an important aspect of leadership is empathy and understanding what the challenges that each of your team members might be dealing with. Sure. And empathy is a big part of design thinking. So, you know, when you are talking about space and you talk about people that occupy it, empathy is a big component. And I like that. It is a window into humanizing the people that you work with, because normally when you come to a workplace, you're all coming to the same place. You're meeting the same office dress code. All of those personal things have been left behind. And suddenly, you know, you see kids running in the background or hear dogs barking and it's a whole different perspective. Right. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share? You know, anything else that Dow is thinking about now in the wake of all this? I'd say in the wake of it, but we're right in the churn at the moment. We're thinking about a lot, and I don't know if you saw the news last week, but Dow or Midland as a community suffered a major natural disaster with a 500-year flood from oh, that's right, rain event and a few dams breaking. We're dealing with crisis on top of crisis right now for our headquarters in Midland, which has been interesting. I've told friends and family that have checked in that there's nothing better to take your mind off of a global pandemic than a 500-year flood. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Kind of a more immediate crisis that, you know, our entire community is dealing with, which is interesting because, again, when you think about flexibility and empathy and choice, you know, all those themes come back, whether it's related to the pandemic or the flood impacts. And I think those are going to be themes of increasing focuses of corporate culture and of employee expectations at all times, not just in crisis time and how we how we respond as leaders in the entire organization, but also in our workplace strategy, I think will be important. And, and Dow is showing all of those to a large degree. And I'm really impressed by our overall approach and leadership with both crises. And again, I think that's a That's a good thing for a culture and and something I think will stick, hopefully, in corporate culture and be a competitive advantage for those that really embed those kind of leadership traits in their culture and use it as a way to attract the best people. Sure. Yeah, Paul, that's very insightful. I appreciate it, and I appreciate the partnership. We've been great partners on some of our 
more progressive spaces. And as we think about how those spaces may change, I'm, I'm sure you'll be at the forefront of that as well. That'd be great. Paul, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining Trends and Tensions presented by BHDP for this episode on the resilient workplace and the impact of COVID-19 on the future of work with our guest, Paul Barbeau, the Senior Global Director of Corporate Facilities for Dow. If you appreciate what you've heard, please rate, subscribe, and give us a review. I'm Brian Trainer, your host, and I hope you'll join us for another episode of Trends and Tensions to see what topics drive design.